Have you ever noticed that podcasts are a little like sharks? When they stop swimming, they die, and they can both smell blood from a mile away. So in the spirit of keeping swimming, I'd like to introduce you to TOS Plus. Putting my business pants on for a second, TOS Plus is our new premium membership thingamajig. It's the all-access pass to a growing library of exclusive horror, sci-fi, and WTF audio fiction, along with access to the regular TOS weekly stories in higher quality, a week early, and ad-free. Once again, that's exclusive episodes, ad-free, a week early, and higher quality audio. You'll also get access to the brand new TOS Plus Vault, where you can grab our ebooks, comics, and desktop wallpapers and all sorts of stuff. All of this is available today via our Patreon campaign, which includes juicy extras like Discord access, audiobooks, and merch. And if you're an Apple user, you can subscribe directly via the Apple Podcasts app. We're now in our eighth year of the podcast, and we've got so many cool projects on the boil none of which would be possible without the ongoing support of our listeners, specifically our premium subscribers, our super-powered patrons, and the many multi-dimensional voodoo priests air-guitaring to the TOS intro jingle. For more, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash plus. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> Photoshop Wizard by Luke Condor. Narrated by Sophie Kamal. This is genius, the voice said, booming through the computer lab. Jeremy, you're some kind of Photoshop wizard. (laughs) Walker winced with every word, as if each one were a fork pressing into her ribs. Guys, the teacher, Mr. Dag, or as he'd prefer you to call him, Dave, called to the class. He waved them from their individual iMac workstations. You guys have got to see what Jeremy's working on. 
It was a small class of eight, all studying for their BTEC National Diplomas in Graphic Design at West Knotts College, all just trying to avoid getting a real job at McDonald's or Boots or Marks and Sparks, all wanting to escape this small, dying town, all wanting to make their way to a big city and make a living doing something interesting, maybe even get a tattoo. But Walker wasn't into any of that. She simply enjoyed the manipulation of imagery. She would spend hours losing herself in her computer, headphones plugged into her ears playing the latest drone call tracks, tapping and clicking away on the keyboard as if she were born to do it. And it was in the Adobe Photoshop software she'd found her home, her calling. Dodge, burn, clone stamp, lasso, and the all-important pen tool. These were the spells in her book, the recipes for her alchemy. Command and shift, command and click, command and X, then C, and then finally V. These were the incantations, the shortcuts that she called upon like she was summoning demons and ghouls from the pits beyond. You see, Walker had moved well beyond the basics of image manipulation and was, although she'd never say it aloud, above this class. She'd even seen Mr. Dag, sorry, Dave's design work from a banner campaign for a local brewery and thought it amateur and derivative. Anybody could trace the outline of a beer bottle, find some stock imagery of a stag, add some serif text and slap it on a label. Anybody. But Walker was about more than that. She was interested in how images could be morphed and changed, as if she were changing reality itself. She enjoyed the 12-hour sessions of painstakingly altering photos of people and animals and nature to create something new, something real, as if by removing the initial context of association and reducing elements to the abstract, she might be able to bring out raw emotions in her audience. Not audience, no, that doesn't sound right. Witnesses. Yes, that's it. But Dave didn't see it that way. The last time she showed him some of her work, he called it garish and pompous. But Dave didn't know. He didn't understand. He didn't know the pleasures of altering the reality before you. You see, what Jeremy has done here Dave continued, now that the class had wheeled over and gathered around Jeremy's station. He's taken the initial brief, designed a business card for a corner shop, and has produced something completely fresh, completely original. Here, look. The class members peered over, fingers on their chins as if they were archaeologists inspecting a new find. And you, Walker! Dave said as he sat his fat chinoed ass on the computer desk and placed his weirdly long fingers on Jeremy's shoulders. I think you of all people need to see just what Jeremy has produced here. I think you could learn a thing or two. Walker sighed, gritted her teeth and looked at the image. For a second she figured it might have been a joke, but when Louise, the olive-skinned one she kind of had a crush on but hadn't quite admitted it, announced that she thought it was kind of genius, Walker realised it was no joke at all. These falls were serious. The image itself was a square, a red square with a cartoon arrow pointing to the bottom right corner. Within the arrow was the legend in a fancy pants serif font, the off licence. And that was it. 
Incredible, right? Dave said again as he stood up, clean, neat, and without random imperfections. Sure is original, said the spotty one in glasses who Walker could never remember the name of. How did you come up with it? Well, Jeremy said, I mean, I just kind of thought of it. I guess you could say it kind of, uh, you know, came to you, Walker said, predicting the predictability of Jeremy's sentence. Yeah, sure, that's it. He smiled that milksop grin and seemed genuinely proud of what he'd done. Like I said, Dave continued, a real natural, a Photoshop wizard. (laughs) Words then escaped Walker's mouth before she even knew what she was saying. It must have been something rotten though, because silence took the room and the class looked at her and the words came again. You've got to be fucking kidding me, she said louder this time. Here we go again, said Glasses, turning away. No, Walker said, standing, feeling her head grow warm and her fingers shake. It's fucking basic bullshit, and you're all just gobbling it up like piglets on Mr Dag's teats. Please, call me Dave, the teacher said as he stood up, his distended belly almost pressing through his Primark vest top and into Jeremy's cheek. And if you have a criticism, Walker, then I think you should keep it to yourself because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, class, but we're all tired of your, your foo-foo. Suddenly, Walker didn't feel right. She pressed her fingers to her face and felt her gorge rising, ready to pop. Heat seemed to fizzle in her brain as if there were pockets of air in there. Soon enough, the class began to spin. Their faces stretched and glistened like paint running in heat lamps their eyes turning to long streams of white and black. The paint began to spin as if a plug had been pulled and they were all being sucked into a whirlpool and down the drain. Walker's head felt heavy and on one side as if several unseen hands were pulling her downwards, yanking her by some invisible string, pulling her head to the desktop. Eventually her cheek found the call of the desk and she opened her eyes. Suddenly everything seemed normal again the class looking at her like she was something repulsive, crazy, insane. She stood up straight, holding her hand to her head. Are you okay? Dave said softly. I'm fine, I'm fine, I just have to go to the bathroom, please. Are you sure? He said, genuine concern in his voice. Want me to call a nurse? No, she roared as she turned to the door. Please, I'm fine, I just need a moment, please. She ran to the door and stepped out, just managing to hear two of the students laughing. (coughs) Time of the month, one of them said. Oi, that's rude, said Louise. I think she probably just caught sight of her own artwork. (coughs) She left them to their cackling as she walked through the corridor, holding onto the wall and finding her way to the girls' bathroom. She thanked the devil that it was empty and made her way to the first cubicle, sitting down and resting her head in her hands. She waited a while, simply letting the weight of her head press against her knees, feeling her breath slow and calm. After a while, the urge to vomit withdrew. The heat in her cheeks cooled, but the fizzing in her head, just near to her scalp, continued. It wasn't as invasive as before, but it was still there, as if something was still changing in her brain, rearranging.
Some unknown time later and the bathroom door opened. She listened as some unseen girl walked in, peed and then washed her hands. The girl hummed and Walker recognised the voice. She lifted her head and pushed the cubicle door open. Hello, Louise, she said, her voice raspy and dry. Walker, Louise jumped and turned. She had her pocket foundation in her hand, readying to dab it once more onto her olive face. She put it down next to the sink. Are you feeling okay? Walker stood up and stepped out of the cubicle. She felt lightness. She felt in control, like the world was simply an image in her Photoshop programme, ready and royalty-free. Why do you do that? She said, pointing to Louise's face. Why do I do what? You make your skin smooth. Foundation, Louise smiled. Girl, I just have to get rid of a few spots here and there. You know how it is. She laughed at Walker like she was talking to a child, but Walker didn't mind. She was too busy looking at Louise's face, checking for the spots and zits that Louise was so concerned with. A spot healing brush tool. That's what she'd use if this were a picture. Command and J. That would remove the blemishes and smooth those imperfections right over. Are you sure you're okay? Louise said. You seem weird. If you want, I can get you a glass... The words stopped coming as soon as Walker pressed click in her mind. The fizzing in her brain shimmered with pleasure and all those nasty imperfections in Louise's face were gone. All those bumps and grooves that made up the eyes, nose and mouth, all smoothed over now and made perfect. Louise slumped to the floor and Walker stepped over her writhing body, screaming and suffocating somewhere beneath that featureless face. As Walker walked through the college rooms, she saw that most were empty. Through the windows, it looked dark outside. Most of the classes would have ended now. That was ideal. Perfect. She found her way back to the computer labs and found only one iMac still on, at the far corner of the class by the whiteboard. Walker, the teacher said as he stood up. I didn't realise you were still here. Look, I'm glad you're here, actually. I've been meaning to talk to you. Walker stepped towards him, feeling her mind fizz, growing excited. You might want to take a seat because I've got some bad news for you. Mr. Dag, that was his name. But he was so obsessed with people calling him Dave. Why? What made him want to be called Dave so much? It's about these end of year designs you've submitted. I mean, they're all wrong. You really foo-fooed the bed on this one. Walker, are you listening? Dave, you want it so bad. Here you go. The text tool. But what font? He'd probably like something basic. How about Comic Sans? And with that, she clicked in her mind. Walker, are you still feeling... Ow! What the... He pressed his fingers to his face and felt the text emblazoned on his head. It was squared and cropped neatly on his forehead. Did you... Did you do something to me? He said, suddenly stepping back and into the whiteboard. Now then, Walker thought. What about those weirdly long fingers? Let's crop those out. With ten little clicks in her mind. Dave screamed and fell to the floor, looking upon his half fingers with confusion and terror. You're too abstract, Walker said aloud. You don't like that. 
You like things simple, right? Clean, neat design. So, let's get to work, shall we? Using all the tools in her spell book, all the shortcuts in her book of alchemy, Walker clicked and clicked and clicked. She cropped out the limbs first, burned and dodged the complexion, used the pen tool to lasso that distended belly of his and free transformed it inwards. The same with all those curves and joints that littered his form. Please, Dave said with what little of a mouth he had left. Please don't do That's enough of that, she thought as she used her handy spot healing brush tool to smooth over his mouth. It was a long process and before she knew it, the sun was breaking and lighting up the classroom. It wouldn't be long before the first of the morning's class started to arrive. But it didn't matter, Walker was done now. She'd submitted her work and she was sure it was exactly as the teacher wanted. It deserved an A and nothing less. Completely perfect and simple. A pink cube. Clean lines and without imperfection. And in that faithful Comic Sans font on the top, it had that lovely calling card motto. Call me Dave, it said. Call me Dave. Walker left the classroom and smiled. Her work was done. Finally, her work was done, done. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Photoshop Wizard was written by Luke Condor, narrated by Sophie Kamal, edited by Carl Hughes, and music by Philosophic and Tom Robson. Do you love The Other Stories? Do you love the horror, the sci-fi, the thrillers, the WTF? Then why not head over to iTunes and leave us a little review? It only takes a couple of minutes, and it makes us feel like superhuman organisms ready to write and make more episodes. And if you leave us a little message in your review, We'll be sure to read it out in the next volume opener. As always, a massive thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. You guys help keep the lights on, keep us smiling and making new episodes. And if you're thinking about joining the party, head over to patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver and pledge from as little as one pound. Until next time.